All right, let's begin. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week's episode of Benny and Booth Podcast. On this week's episode, we've got NFL Week 16 recap with 17 predictions. We've got college football playoff game predictions with New Year's Six predictions and national championship game college football with depending on what uh, who the winners could will be and the MLB news and more all coming up right now. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to episode 60 of Benny in the Booth podcast. Thank you so much for your support to this point. I very much do appreciate it. It is crazy to be sitting here saying that we are. This is 60th episode. Crazy. Been passing some big milestones. Uh, and this is another one. Uh, just crazy to be saying this uh, now. Crazy I've been doing the podcast uh, for over a year now. And just really have had fun with it. Uh, learning things, figuring things, and it's been a fun ride, and I uh, hope to keep it going for some time at least. So let's get straight into it. Uh, so I'm going to start off with college football. Uh, so the college football playoffs are this weekend, uh, and I'm also going to do New Year's Six Bowl games because those are at least like more important of the other ones that aren't CFP, but uh, I'll start with the college football playoff ones because those are more of like the highlighted ones anyways. So this Saturday are the two college football playoff games. Uh, the Fiesta Bowl, which is going to be TCU. Verbo Fiesta Bowl, which is going to be TCU. Number three, TCU versus two, Michigan. Uh, TCU from the Big 12, Michigan from the Big 10. Uh, that game's going to be on at 4 p.m. on ESPN at the Cardinal Stadium. So here's... I'm going to tell you this. My prediction, my realistically, I think Michigan's going to win this game. But for the fun of it, I'm actually going to pick TCU. And no, it has nothing to do with the rivalry of Ohio State, Michigan. Uh, But it's more of because of what happened to TCU in 2015, where they should have made it in a lot of people's opinion. But because they got screwed over by not having a conference championship game and stuff, they they didn't get to make it. I kind of want to see them at least get to the championship. And I think they could beat uh, Michigan. So, for fun, I am picking TCU. Though, in my mind, I don't – I in realistically, Michigan's probably going to win the game. But just more of, like, for fun, I'm picking TCU uh, for that game. And then the second game is going to be the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl from the Falcons team in Georgia between number four, Ohio State of the Big Ten, and number one, Georgia of the SEC – that game will kick off at 8 p.m. on ESPN. I have Georgia. I would love to say I think Ohio State has a shot, but realistically, I don't think they're going to have a chance against Georgia. Uh, realistically, after the way they got spanked against uh, Michigan, I just don't see them winning this game. I mean, if they do, congrats. I'm going to still watch the game. I'm still going to be an Ohio State fan. I'm still going to root them on for the game, but... I don't think they're going to be able to win this one. Uh, so I have Georgia. So now for the conference championship game, because, and I'm going to be giving all case scenarios because really college football is unpredictable and you never know what's going to happen. So the date is the one thing we know that's going to be January 9th, 
It's going to be at SoFi Stadium, 7.30 kickoff time on ESPN. So, if it's TCU, Georgia, which would go per my predictions, I have Georgia. If it's Michigan, Georgia, I have Georgia. Basically, if Georgia's in, I I think Georgia's going to win. Here's where it gets a different turn. If it's Michigan, Ohio State, I would love to say Ohio State gets revenge, but I think Michigan would win. If it's TCU, Ohio State, I think Ohio State would win. So, just depends on who's playing uh, who in the camp, the championship game. I'll cover, obviously, these games in the New Year's Six Bowl games as they go final and upcoming episodes uh, as we go along. But that is my predictions for the college football playoffs. So now for the New Year's Six Bowl games. Uh, so Friday is going to be the first one, the Capital One Orange Bowl between number seven Clemson of the ACC against number six Tennessee of SEC at the Dolphin Stadium. I'm picking Tennessee to win this game, but I think this that I think it will be a good game. But I have Tennessee winning that game. Uh, same day as the College Football Playoff Bowl games. Uh, is on Saturday will be the All-State Sugar Bowl between number five Alabama of the SEC against Kansas State number nine of Big 12, a.k.a. the team that beat TCU for the Big 12 championship. That game will kick off at 12 p.m. on ABC, ESPN. From the Saints Stadium, I have Bama winning that game. And then the last two are both on January 2nd. The first one will be the Goodyear Cotton Bowl Classic from the Cowboys Stadium 1 p.m. on ESPN between number 16 Tulane of the AAC against number 10 USC from the Pac-12. From I have USC winning that. And then the Rose Bowl live from its own stadium in Pasadena, California. Uh, 5 p.m. on ESPN is going to be between number 11 Penn State of the Big Ten versus number 8 Utah of the Pac-12. I have Utah winning that one. So that's all of my uh, college football playoff including the championship game and New Year's Six Bowl game predictions. We'll see how it unfolds in the upcoming days as that comes up this coming week. Um, Yeah, so that's college football. MLB news, which there's definitely been some stuff uh, since last episode of the podcast. Uh, 20th. So let's get into it. So since we last uh, had the podcast... Adam Ottavino is staying with the Mets on a two-year, $14.5 million deal. Had a pretty good year with the Mets. I think good that they keep him. The move that's now been sparking because, well, the whole uh, physical is roaring back up again. Carlos Correa, after not being, well, I didn't even, well, basically with Correa is that uh, it came out that, well, at first they said that his uh, press conference about him signing with the Giants was postponed. Nothing more was said. Then it came out that his physical had to do with him not with the press conference not happening. Then it had to do with the injury from way back that popped up again. And he's not a Giant. And he signed. He potentially signed with the Mets a 12-year, $315 million contract. But it's, the physical's re-popping up. Uh, with the Mets, big problematic. But the thing is, apparently, and I saw this from another podcast I listened to, uh, because he, uh, because he, because, um, 
Steve Cohen had already talked publicly about the signing or something like that. There's a rule in MLB that makes it like no matter what, he is going to be met just working through the issues. So, weird story. We'll see how it unfolds. I'll keep you posted with each episode. Um, Random trade that kind of came out of nowhere but kind of can be a bit understandable. James McCann was traded by the New York Mets to the Baltimore Orioles. I think it was like for a player to be named later. They also signed Danny Mendick to a one-year deal uh, that day also. The Cubs got their Wilson Contreras replacement in gold glove and a bit of that Tucker Barnhart on a one-year deal. And Reds uh, signed Wade Will Myers to a one-year $7.5 million deal. A big trade that popped up right before Chavez and was just mind-blowing when I saw this. The Toronto Blue Jays traded Dalton Varsho, who's an outfield catcher. Uh, he's he's mainly in the outfield, but he could also play catcher. Huge addition for the Blue Jays. Uh, but they gave up a good amount. Uh, in exchange, they sent back to Toronto to Arizona. Uh, outfielder slash bit of an infield, Loris Gurriel Jr. And top, pro, I think he was their top prospect. Not one of the top, but catching prospect. Gabriel Mourinho, who did appear in the major leagues for a bit last year, but not a lot, and didn't have a lot of success. Uh, big addition for Toronto, uh, but big losses. We'll see how it plays out for Toronto. The Giants made two additions uh, since the last episode. First one is that they signed Michael Conforto to a two-year, $36 million contract. First time he's been he's playing since... 2020, and they signed Tyler Rogers, reuniting with his brother Tyler, who's already on the team, to a three-year, $333 million deal. And the last thing is the signing from today, Rich Hill signed with the Pittsburgh Pirates on a one-year, $8 million contract. Something I didn't realize is he's really played for a whole bunch of teams. He's played for a lot more teams than I thought, like Indians, Rays, Red Sox. Hold on. I, I like found a picture of him like oh i gotta pull this up because i don't want to miss a team or two uh that's the wrong thing they not i don't know he played for bun he's played for a bunch of teams and like someone was saying oh maybe he's now just gonna keep on going until he plays for every team which maybe but uh i don't know, we'll see uh but anyway that's the mlb news up until this episode up until uh, this point today. So now for NFL Weekly Recap, Week 16. Starting with Thursday Night Football between the Jaguars and the Jets. After opening drive fumble lost for the Jaguars, they now have four fumble lo- fumbles lost on their last seven opening drives to start a game, but they still end up winning 19-3 in a dead game. Uh, in this game, they also had their first 95-plus yard drive since 2018. The Saints came back behind 132 total rushing yards and two touchdowns from Alvin Kamara and Taysom Hill to beat from uh, 10-0 to beat the Browns 17-10. Rough game in Cleveland. The weather was whack, by the way. I was in Cleveland. It was snowing, wind. And in negatives to low positives, which it was just crazy cold. Uh, I didn't go to the game, of course, because it was on jobs. But, like, I could just tell you, like, I mean, it's colder by the stadium because it's, like, right by the lake. 
but it's just like a whole it, it was crazy uh cold there uh this weekend uh but Saints ended up winning that game 17-10 Tua threw three interceptions during the game including a game ending I or I mean it wasn't buzzer beating but it was basically what sealed the win for the Packers INT in a 26 to 20 loss versus the Packers. Greg Joseph hit a 61 yard field as the Vikings beat the Giants 27 24. In first half of the Panthers, 37 27 win over the Lions. Deontay Foreman, 11 carries, 119 yards, 10.8 average, and a touchdown. Chubba Hubbard, 7 carries, 106 yards, at 15.1 average. That's just first half. If that doesn't tell you how bad the Lions defense has been this year, really. I don't know what does. Moving on, Dallas taking advantage of Philly's two picks and three fumbles throughout the game to beat the Eagles, who were without Jalen Hurts, 40-34, which I was right about that. Without Hurts, I said Dallas would win. I was correct about that. Dallas won. Steelers beat the Raiders 13-10 on the 15th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. Uh, It's hard to really explain verbally. You have to look it up if you can. Uh, what happened, but it's a whole thing that's infamous in NFL history. The Rams utterly destroy the Broncos, 51-14, all Rams. This was the Nickelodeon game, by the way. Uh, And you have to look up, if you have YouTube access, you have to look up the best of it from the Nickelodeon broadcast because some of the images that were not from the field are just, like, shocking. I'll let you determine in what way on your own. But, yeah. Uh, Buccaneers came back from down 16-6 to beat the Arizona Cardinals 19-16 in overtime. Brady has now thrown two-plus interceptions in three straight games thanks to throwing three picks uh, in this game. And Nathaniel Hackett, following that Broncos blowout loss, was fired by the Denver Broncos. So his era as a Denver Broncos head coach is over. That is the weekly recap. This week of predictions, I went 10-6. I'm overall 146-92-2. Standings update for the AFC East. Bills in first place. Having clinched the division at, at 12-3. Followed by the 8-7 Dolphins. Followed by the 7-8 Patriots and Jets. In the AFC North, first place are, is the Bengals. Uh... Having clinched a playoff spot in 11-4, followed by clinching a play, have clinched a playoff spot. Ravens at 10-5, both clinched this week, actually. Followed by the 7-8 Steelers, followed by the officially eliminated from the playoffs with the loss, 6-9 Cleveland Browns. In the AFC South, tie at first place, but advantage Jacksonville, uh, both between them and the Titans at 7-8, followed by 4-12-1. 4-10-1 eliminated from the playoffs. Colts followed by the 2-12-1 eliminated from the playoffs. Texans. In the AFC West, Chiefs in first place at 12-3, having clinched the AFC West. Followed by the 9-6 Chargers, who have clinched a playoff spot. Followed by the 6-9 Raiders, followed by the eliminated from the playoffs. It's 4-11 Broncos. As for the AFC, for the NFC and the NFC East, Eagles in first place having clinched the playoff spot, but not the division at 13-2, followed by the 11-4 clinched the playoff spot Cowboys, followed by the 8-6-1 Giants, followed by the 7-7-1 Commanders. And the NFC North, Vikings in first place having clinched the division at 12-3, followed by the 7-8 Lions, 
and Packers, followed by the eliminated from the playoffs, 3-12 Bears. In the NFC South, Buccaneers in first place at 7-8, followed by the 6-9 Panthers and Saints, followed by the eliminated from the playoffs, 5-10 Falcons. And then the NFC West, Niners in first place, having clinched the division at 11-4, followed by the 7-8 Seahawks, followed by the eliminated from the playoffs Rams at 5-10, followed by the eliminated from the playoffs Cardinals at 4-11. That's for the NFC. Now for general, not including teams that have been eliminated from the playoffs. Hold on one minute, moment. Okay. Uh, tie for first, but advantage Buffalo uh, at both the 12-3 between the Bills and Chiefs. Third place is the Bengals. Fourth place is the Ravens. Fifth place is the Chargers. Sixth place is Dolphins. Jaguars, Patriots, Jets, Titans, and Steelers are all tied for seventh, with the Jaguars being the one that would be in the playoffs at seven and eight. Raiders in 12th place. Those are all the non-eliminated teams in the AFC. For the NFC Eagles in first, Vikings in second, Niners and, and Cowboys tied for third, Giants in fifth, Commanders in sixth, Buccaneers, Seahawks, Lions, and Packers all tied for seventh, and then Panthers and Saints tied for eleventh. That is all. That is the complete standings update for for uh, football. Um, so. I'm going to go over the my predictions, and I'm also going to say clinching case scenarios uh, for this week. I'm going to pull it up meanwhile. Uh, which there are a bunch both in both conferences. So, week 17 predictions. Thursday night can be the Cowboys and the Titans. I have Dallas winning that game. Uh, no, it's going to be Malik Willis. I don't think they're going to be able to beat Dallas. Uh... Cardinals at Falcons, I have the Cardinals. Bears at Lions, I have the Lions. Broncos at Chiefs, I have the Chiefs. Dolphins at Patriots, I think the Dolphins will break their losing streak. Though Tua is in concussion protocol, so definitely keep an eye out for that. But I think at this point, they'll be. I think they'll still be able to win. Uh, Colts at Giants, I have the Giants. Saints at Eagles, I have the Eagles. Panthers at Buccaneers, I have the Buccaneers. Browns at Commanders, I have the Browns. Jaguars at Texans, I have the Tex- the Jaguars. Niners at Raiders, I have the Niners. Jets at Seahawks, I have the Seahawks. Vikings at Packers, I have the Vikings. Raider- Rams at Chargers, I have the Chargers. This was originally Sunday Night Football, but got, uh, what's it called? Flexed for instead it's Ravens hosting the Steelers Sunday Night Football. I have the Ravens, and then Bills at Bengals Monday Night Football. I have the Bills winning. That is the Week 16 predictions. And then last thing before I end is the clinching, all the clinching case scenarios uh, for this week in football. So the Giants have a chance that can clinch a playoff berth this week, as if they either if they flat out win or. If they tie Seahawks loss or tie or Commanders loss or tie, or they tie Seahawks, uh, Commanders lose or tie, Lions lose or tie, Packers lose or tie, or Seahawks lose and Commanders lose. Hold on one minute.
or Commanders lose, Lions lose, or Packers lose, all those case scenarios, the Giants would clinch. Eagles could clinch the division with a win flat out, or if Dallas loses their ties. And they could also clinch home field advantage and lone first round bye with eat with a win, or they tie in a Vikings loss, or Dallas loses or tie, Minnesota lose, and Niners lose or tie. The Buccaneers can clinch the division flat out if they beat the Panthers. The Commanders clinch a playoffs berth with a win, plus Seahawks loss, plus Lions loss, plus Packers loss or tie. As for the NFC and the AFC, the possibilities, Bills clinch home field advantage and AFC's lone first-round bye with a win and a Chiefs loss. The Bengals can clinch division with a with a win and a Ravens loss or tie, or they tie in a Ravens loss. And the Dolphins clinch a playoff berth with a win and a Jets loss or tie. Jets lose and Steelers lose or tie. Those are all the clinching case scenarios for this week in NFL for Week 17. And that is this week's episode of the podcast. So let's wrap things up. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode of Benny Booth Podcast. On next week's episode, we'll have NFL Week 17 recap with Week 18 predictions. We will have uh, we'll have college football playoff uh, semifinal games to recap and New Year's Six Bowl games to recap. And we'll have MLB news and whatever else could pop up between now and then. Thank you so much for watching. If you are new here on YouTube, subscribe, leave a like. Hit the subscribe button and hit the notification bell so you're notified when I go live and or post a video. If you are new on audio, follow the podcast, leave a review, and hit the notification bell so you're notified when I post on there, which is soon after I post on YouTube. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I'll see you next week's episode, episode 61. Bye-bye.